Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. With the biggest stories of the day, it's the Big Three at Three. Number one. Boy, boy, I'm feeling good out here, man. We're in Vegas here for the Super Bowl. I just, boy, I, I'll tell you right there, that's a man, that man found a deal. I got to go to that Nike outlet. I'm about to look that up right now. That is a, that is a shirt that yep. I can put together right there. I told him, I said, I, buy, Tyler. Buy it for next year because it's cold about over. Yeah, you're right. Tyler, uh, Tyler, uh, I, I asked my man. I told him, I said, that's badass. I said, I, that's a badass shirt right there. I'd like to get that in my price range. My man, my man stopped. He plays for somebody. I, I don't know who he plays for. He plays for somebody. My man stopped Tyler and said, how much you, just for the hell of it, how much you think it costs? I said, about two grand. He said, 90. 90, 90 bucks at Nike, the Nike outlet. Deal chaser. I'm telling you, man. I think I'd get it for seventy five if I if I worked the right the right outlet. He quickly followed that up with that watch being about worth eight, eighteen stacks. So just to let y'all know. He's like, I, yeah, I got this. I got this jacket for ninety. But just to let y'all know, I got a little paper. I got I got a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right, um, but yes, we're live here, Radio Row, and Clint. This could be a really really big night uh, for the Houston Texans. A lot uh, a lot we'll find out, Clint, uh, uh, as NFL honors happens tonight. And uh, quarterback C.J. Stroud, he's expected to uh, to win the Offensive Rookie of the Year. We'll find that out. He has already won the Pepsi Fan Rookie of the Year uh, by Pro Football Writers of America. Uh, but uh, he is uh, he has won a couple of there. But we'll find out tonight if he wins it at NFL Honors, as well as Will Anderson Jr. Jr., who is up for Defensive Rookie of the Year, D'Amico Ryan's, who is a finalist for Coach of the Year, and Offensive Coordinator Bob Slowick. Uh, among the finalists for assistant coach of the year to be announced tonight. And, Clint, we will uh, find out if Texans uh, retired wide receiver Andre Johnson makes it into the Hall of Fame. So a big, big night for the Texans. All right, Clint, Tyler, let, 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 let's hear it, you the people as well. Of these, C.J. Rookie of the Year offensively, Will Anderson Rookie of the Year defensively, Coach of the Year uh, for D'Amico, assistant coach of the year for Bobby Slowick and Andre in the Hall of Fame of the five of them, how many of you are confident, confident that will go the way of the Texans? Three, four. What are your What are your three, Tyler, uh, Clint? I am confident that C.J. Stroud is going to win Rookie of the Year yep. first and foremost. Um, I'm confident that Will Anderson is going to win Defensive too. Rookie of the Year, and. I feel strongly that one of the two coaches will win their respective award, and I'm going to go with D'Amico Rice. All right. Do you have all of those, Tyler? Yes, I definitely have all three of those locked in. What's your fourth? Andre? Andre. He gets in the hall, absolutely. <sighs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I feel the three of those will win. Um, I don't know about Slowick. We'll see about Slowick. I think he has a shot. I'm not sure. If he if he if he wins it wins the award he should he should I mean look I mean and not take our take my uh, fandom out of the mix I mean you're talking about a guy that that had a quarterback that prepared that prepared schemed play called adjusted to the level with a rookie quarterback that we've never seen that rookie quarterback goes out there and and puts up crazy stats and again I don't know the pro football writers of America. I don't know how many of them can break down film, but if you do study the film and, and you look at how C.J. accumulated, yeah. um, how often this quarterback and this play caller were right and the ball was out quick and, um, you know, you just you take you take all those things into consideration. Then you look at, at how Tank Dell jumped on the scene and, and was lights out. You look how uh, Nico Collins jumped on the scene 
and and was lights out. Dalton Schultz had a, a quiet good year uh, in the in the past game in particular. It's it's hard for me to think that somebody in an offensive coordinator role in this league had a better year I'll than, than Bobby Slay. Like the, the the finalists are Jim Schwartz, Ben Johnson, uh, and, and Ben was working. This is his second year in it, working with I think a lot more talent. Uh, the one that that I think has concerned these two. And that's Todd Malkin and and Todd Munkin and Mike McDonald. I think I think one of those two are going to win the award. Uh, the Ravens had a historic defense uh, with the numbers. They were the first team to ever lead the league in total defense, or I'm sorry, in points and in sacks um, and in turnovers. So I, I think it's him and then Todd Monk, Monkin. Todd Munkin's quarterback is going to be the MVP. And that Ravens offense overall kind of changed to the yeah. league. I, I, those are the two. But I'm with you. I I, I don't feel great about Andre. I, it's like in my mind, I, I'm thinking of guys like T.O., Chris Carter, and I know they had some off the field things, but those guys waited longer than than he has, and they have these stupid, yeah. dumbass rules that they go by. So I, I I don't feel great. I hope Andre gets in. I don't feel great about it. But those three you talked about, I think jump. I think I think they're hell. I think they're locks. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I think D'Amico, Kevin Stefanski is the only the only one. I wonder if the voting was prior to that ass kicking that, that the Texans laid on him. Right. Because if it was, if it's to be regular season. I could see I could see Kevin Stefanski maybe being the guy, but but uh, we'll see what happens. But it could be a really 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 huge night, really really huge night for the Houston Texans once again. C.J. Stroud up for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Will Anderson up for. Defensive Rookie of the Year, D'Amico Ryans is a finalist for Coach of the Year, Bobby Slowick, a finalist for Assistant Coach of the Year, and uh, this will be the third opportunity, the third time that Andre Johnson has been a finalist, and we'll see uh, if uh, our old friend John McClain can really sell his ass off and sell him in uh, to the Hall of Fame. Big three and three, number two. All right, um, when uh, our show started here, uh, 2 o'clock locally in, in Houston, um, 12 o'clock here. The trade deadline ended, and Clint, uh, no moves were made by the Rockets. So it looks like the Rockets are going to stand stand where they are and try to get into the playoffs, the play-in, with the team that they have now. And the number one person and the number one guy that I'm watching is a guy that we watch all year is, is that's Jalen Green. And Jalen Green, to me, picked up his play as we got closer to the trade deadline you want to talk about that fellas uh you want to talk about that lettuce don't you look at his feet is he for sure that's old buddy that's old buddy that uh plays for uh the receiver hollands i believe that, oh that, that plays matt hollands is he play, barefoot he's barefooted yeah he shows up at games that way get your foot placement right he shows up like in it like walks from the bus into the stadium he's barefoot with, and he's barefooted right now yeah i see him right now Jeans, what are we doing here, jeans. Man? I'm gonna tell you jersey, what. Jersey, barefooted. I'm gonna tell you what right now, and we'll get to it, Tyler. And is I'm it not Mac gonna Collins? Post. It's Matt. Is it Matt? Matt or Mac? It might, it, one of them. I'm telling you what. If it's the Hollands fella, Matt or Mac, he better not walk in that restroom to go take a piss. I'm gonna oh, tell man. you this right now. He better get on. He better get something on his feet. Because I mean, we got a lot of people in here doing some things that that happen in our restroom. Uh, back at the station. Is it oh Mac M A C K? M A C K like the Mac truck, baby. Like if he goes and stands and gets in there to go use the restroom, he's gonna he's gonna have a hard time at any of them urinals not running into his feet into a little urine. That'd be uh Yeah, I mean clearly he's one with the earth, man. Yeah, but I guess he's he's cool with it. 
Wow, that's too bad. No, no shoes, huh? Anyway, I mean, is that is that when you see that? Is that like the are are you alarmed at all? Like, do you think you got to be in like you got to be in a little different headspace to, yeah, to, yeah. to walk through Radio Row at the Super Bowl barefooted? Yeah, I wonder how much we we would like we would get along. Yeah, I mean, you, I don't know. I guess I mean, if he's a, there's got to be something there, man. I, real quick, uh, uh, and I'm going to get back to this, Tyler. <laughs> if uh, Tyler, I found somebody whose head's bigger than yours. Uh, Puka really? Nakua, oh, Puka Nakua's got you got you beat. Wow. What size 5950 do you think he's rocking? There it's is big. no size. There's no That's size. A, there, there's got to be a – Puka's got to have a specialized helmet. That's, that is – and there's a young lady here who has got a solid dome on her. I, I bet but her head's as big as his. Puka – no. Puka, I bet it's close. She's a bigger human than him. Puka, Puka looks like one of the heads on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> like, it, it looks like they've pulled – like the size of Thomas Jefferson's head on Mount Rushmore <laughs> is the size that that man just walked through with. What yeah. a strong neck that fella has. Damn. Wow. Good heavens. Anyway, Jalen Green's a guy I'll be watching uh, here on out because he really turned his game up as they got close to the deadline and really like he was averaging almost th- – he's been averaging almost 30 points a game. He had a couple of stinkers there, but he had 30 again in their last game. I want to see if we're going to see – that, oh, this is the Jalen Green that turned the corner, and he started to, to, to kind of understand what was needed because he wasn't just scoring. He was My biggest complaint is when he doesn't score, he doesn't really add much anything else to the game. He, had had, he has had like seven, eight assists over that time frame. He's getting rebounds, going to the free throw line more. I want to see, does he sustain this, or does he go back to be was, – was this just because – Man, I think I'm about to get traded. I I better well, I better get going. I mean, look, when you to me when you hire Ime Udoka and and you bring in uh, Van Vliet and you and you bring in uh, Dylan, I mean, like to me, you've got that's what you that's why part of part of bringing those guys in and, and part of hiring Ime Udoka. Now, if it don't work and you move on from him, that's fine. But a a a big part of all of those guys being here is. You got to pour into the young fella and hopefully develop him and get him moving in the right direction, to where you can see winning with him in the future. And and so, if they're pouring in him the way that they should, we should start to see some some adjustment. Now, it may work out, it may not. He may he may get to a point, Ron, where he don't take to it. Yeah. Right. I mean, he just don't take to what they want him to do and and the the style of of play that they they would like for him to to consistency, adopt. If consistency you will. has been the biggest issue for Jalen. We have Brandon on talking about that. I want to see if that if that continues because yeah. that's that will uh, that that will be big uh, to see if he continues this streak or because we've seen players. Oh my God, it's like the contract year. Oh, I'm about to be traded. My name's going out. Let me let me step it up. So we'll see what happens. All right, coming up, I'll give you the diary check where we are or the daiquiri check where we are uh, last night. Um, I added to it. Damn near did this morning. I'll give you the check uh, where we are and um, we'll continue. Rolling on here on the uh, radio row as we continue getting you ready for the Super Bowl between the Niners and the Chiefs. We'll let you uh, we'll let you get ready for all of that coming up. Damn, that's Bobby Flay coming up next <laughs> right here on the drive. Yingling Flight presents Sports Radio 610 live from Radio Row. Coming to you live from Las Vegas. Here's the drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, welcome back. Kelly in Vegas. You'll be joining us coming up in just a bit. You know her from Outkick. Uh, and uh, we'll get her uh, her thoughts on 
the lines and what's happening here and the money that's being passed. I heard, what, 2.5 billion uh, being bet on this game? Uh, I thought that was the average is, ticket price. That was the average <laughs> billion? Yeah. yeah. So a lot uh, a lot being uh, – I'm not, I'm not really familiar with it. I'll be honest with you, but Tyler is. Tyler said, oh, yeah, I, I'm aware of her. This is going to be a good guess, boys. No, no, she's really good. She's really great. Okay. Tyler's amped up. I've taken her betting advice before. She's good. Have you? Yeah. We know you do. I'm I'm going to bet a significant amount of money she's an attractive gal. No, that's not time. Then you'd win a a substantial (laughs) amount of money, my friend, because (laughs) she is foot. (laughs) What is she, Tyler? Foot. She's the most jealous I've been of y'all in Vegas the whole trip. Uh, that's not true. Oh, okay. I got you. I see you. All right. Uh, all right. All right. Mm-hmm. Not bad. All right. Um, <laughs> as, we'll, as, we, <laughs> as, as we as we as we await her, um, I'm up to nine. Uh, nine on the Dakri count, and, and yesterday was uh, was was a slow one, just because I ran into that damn uh, maple uh, that maple bacon old fashioned. <laughs> I ran in. I ran into two of those. Those were healthy pours too. I'm gonna tell you that. <laughs> Ryan said. Ryan said. Ooh, that's a little strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah Ooh, that's good the for first you. drink was. Like, Ooh, that was gonna hurt me a little bit. <laughs> that's gonna hurt me. Then so, he, so he commenced to have two hey, more. Hey, I'm. Hey, that's some good protein. And, and it's come with fr- good fried bacon too. It's fried at perfection. Mm. I'm in there just dipping it in that damn in that damn old fashioned. Just getting ripped. I would you imagine know? that's the way it's, it was intended. To, oh yeah. To. Uh, to, to, to be consumed, right? I almost took a picture of it and sent it to Red. <laughs> now, this, this, now, this is what I'm supposed this to is what you This is what you're dealing with, Red. You got, we got a rebound from this right here. I ain't going to lie to you, man. You know what? You know me. We've talked about it on the show. I, I'm not a um, – never really uh, – when, when Stephen A. says stay off the weed, um, I have done that often, uh, like most of my life, like with the exception of one time. Um, the weed – I, I, I took a, a, a gummies once before. Me and me and the wifey was on a little, a little ten uh, year anniversary trip. We uh we, we, we dabbled in, uh, in 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 Napa Valley, uh, but didn't really do nothing to me. Took one yesterday, Tyler. Yeah, man, I I I think I'm to, I think I'm about to I'm gonna tap out for the rest of the trip. How how the Florida bed bug? What what it what it do? I, I mean, and I and I took it before me and me and uh, me Boy, and Clint. Jake Jake Plummer has gone straight. Is that Jake hip, Plummer in that green hoodie right there? Yep. Oh my God, with that hat. He's on playing in Pendergast this morning. It looks like it looks like chasing Bobby Fisher. Um, I mean, he has gone straight Denver hippie. Yeah, but no, man, I nothing uh, wrong with it. By the way, nothing I, wrong with it at all. I all took right. it for before we went to dinner, and I it, when it first hit me was we we sat for a long time. Yeah, and then we went to leave, and I got up. And I just and I just felt tingly, <laughs> tingly and a little giggly. You should tingly. not have taken it before you were going to a dinner, bro. What? Really? Well, I, mean, the right time I mean, just just because right of your lack of it. experience and how you're saying this was your first time, I would have recommended to you not to to make that time right before you're going to dinner with some folks. Well, I mean, what? What's? I the, thought it was a good time, so I could eat, have a little something on my stomach. You know, I don't. Maybe that. Well, actually, means you took it on nothing with your stomach. Actually, well, yeah, I mean, I guess, <laughs> I, I guess I'm wrong. I mean, everybody reacts differently to this stuff, right? So it, it's really just. I mean, it, just you enjoyed young. it, didn't you? I yeah 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 I enjoyed but it. You but you got to stop. I, no, I felt. I, I this is my thing. I, I didn't feel in control. Um, and, and, well, it, and it felt you, different. And it felt different than being 
Tyler, Tyler you're experienced with this. I mean, you think it has did, anything to do with me being pretty drunk too at the same time? That's yeah, what I was going sure. with it. You you okay. took you that's ate it you ate it on an empty stomach, and then you went ahead and put two uh, good sized healthy healthy old fashions on top of it. I mean healthy ones. And and then and, and, and then and you then went daiquiri, then you went to the frozen daiquiri. So I, I don't know what yeah, was the combination. Was it the gummy? Was it the old fashioned? Like what was what? Yeah, what you're you know what feeling will be completely different if you have alcohol with it, if you don't. I, I mean, 3.30, I woke up, and I, I still felt a little tingliness. Tingling, tingliness. If the, I still felt a little tingly. Yeah, it's a little tingly. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> a little tingly. I'm searching. I was going to grab it. I was gonna, yeah, I, I, yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I had to, one-timer, one-timer. Maybe I, maybe I break up, maybe I just do it by itself. But I thought, like, why not? And I didn't even have that much. I just had, a, a like, a corner. Just a little smidge. You're just, just trying to save it. You rationing <laughs> your leftovers, and now you don't want them anymore. Well, no, I was testing it. Well, oh. I mean, I was just testing to see what it what it would do. And uh, yeah. we, we probably <laughs> ought to, we probably ought to get off into them this afternoon. Did you hear? Did you hear how? Did you hear how Tyler? How disappointed? And now you got to stop. <laughs> no, I was just trying to understand because because Clint was like, "Well, you liked it, right?" But you had said, "You know, I think I I need to chill out on this for a bit." So I was just I was trying to gain an understanding of you, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I might. Yeah, I, and there's oh, nothing no. wrong with with taking a taking a little break, knowing yourself. There's nothing wrong yeah, with that. No, yeah, I knew myself. Yeah, yeah, I knew myself because I. It's, I'm glad because I almost took two. That might that might have been that might have been. <laughs> Last night could have got real weird. <laughs> yeah, you may have got on the table with me after that. If you. you'd done that, I almost did. Like, like I know, I, I remember a lot. I know Clint was. was I mean, gambling sure. tables, by the way. I, mean, I know Clint was wondering because Clint at one point he's playing he's playing three card poker, and he turned around he turned around to me at least twice from my memory. Might have been more. <laughs> he said, "You all right?" Well, I was just checking <laughs> on you, man. I don't I don't I don't want to hold up the good time. I'm, I mean, I'm up I'm for whatever. Winning. Oh yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Well, I was, I was looking at them cards, looking at them. How'd you sleep last night? Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, pretty good. By the way, um, uh, yeah, I, I was surprised on that uh, that 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 Mark Slareth. I didn't. I, I thought he would. First off, he was really ready for it. Like the 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 the, the well, he's Kelsey. An, he's an entertainer now. He is, isn't he? Did you did Absolutely. you know? Did you know you were getting that from from Mark Slayer? I didn't know we were getting specifically that, but I knew I was getting that personality. Yeah, he's he's uh <laughs> he, he's uh he's he's pretty good, man. Yeah, he's, he is. He is. I like him. He's he's uh. He's anytime you can lead with the the Super Bowl facts that he dropped out there in such wow. a flippant way, then God, did he have them all? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh man, that's, that's pretty good. I mean, anyway, anytime you can lead like that, folks are probably going to listen and he didn't have and be entertained. Of, he did not have a sheet of paper either. Uh huh. <laughs> to, hit him, to hit him with that, he just get he just kept going, he just kept going on the lead with that thing there. Yeah, all right. As uh, as we continue riding here, uh, uh, here in uh, in Vegas at the Super Bowl here, uh, well, I thought I saw a tattoo on the side of the face. I thought that was Mike Tyson. I was about to, <laughs> then I saw it went, it went a little further on. It looked like it might be a sparring partner. You might want to keep that down. <laughs> I'm telling, hey. Hey, Doc, there ain't never, there's never been a better joke, like a more real joke told than that joke that Jamie Foxx told in the stand-up. And he said, like, whenever, he said, you ever been in a room with Mike Tyson? He said, it feel like somebody just walked in and just unchained their, their aggressive pit bull. <laughs> and everybody in, the, everybody in the room just, just step up <laughs> and start getting to the same. When I, saw, when I saw that tattoo. On the side of the face, I thought I started to get up in a defensive pose, <laughs> like to prepare myself for Mike. Boy, just start looking around. All right, 
coming up as uh, we look to hear from uh, from uh, an Indianapolis Colt who uh, who played in the biggest game of the regular season against the Texans and watched uh, this team personally up close uh, defeat his Indianapolis Colts. We'll talk to Zach Moss, Zach Moss coming up. But I do want to know, because the Chiefs have become the villain. They are. It feels like they're becoming the villain, and I'm wondering why. Is it you're tired of them, you got fatigue, or is it that you just really don't like the Chiefs and it's more than just because they win? We'll discuss that coming up next. Yingling Flight presents Sports Radio 610 live from Radio Row. Coming to you live from Las Vegas. Here's The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, welcome back as we are live here on The Drive here uh, right here on Radio Row. And uh, I'm telling you, you never know who you're going to run into. All right? <laughs> you never know who you're going to run into. Brian Cooper joins us. And Brian Cooper, president of the American Flag Football League. Um, man, I'm telling you, Brian, I, I, I'm wondering uh, what position you think I'd play. Can I get in? Can I get in on this American flag football league? Hey, I got I'm, a quarterback here. I think <laughs> we can still sling it. I, I'm telling everybody, flag football is ubiquitous. It allows for everybody to come out and play and do their thing. Trying to be so, nice. So, I like that. So, trying, Brian, kind of trying to be yeah. nice. I but guess. I think you know you'd be a great center. <laughs> <laughs> He's got some Damn. quick feet, man. Yeah, exactly. He's got some quick <laughs> hey, feet now. Hey, look, the centers look. Centers they, are eligible. Right? Yeah. Yeah. If Brian, they, Brian, if they, tell me if they blitz, the look. If they blitz, you know that the center's eligible. So you're right there. I really, Brian. You just judge the book by its cover. <laughs> I got some good hands. All right. You give me a two-way go. I got a shot. That's <laughs> uh, great. I got a shot. I got a shot. No, man, tell us a little bit about uh, the American Flag Football League because this sounds like a, a, a fun thing that it's, even our listeners would, would yeah, probably get into. Very exciting stuff. We're going to be launching in, in April. We've got, we're here, we're here in Vegas. We're gonna be, we've got a team in Dallas. We're going to have a team in Boston and in Nashville. And, you know, as time goes on, you know, we're going to continue to expand. And look, I, I'm, in, I'm based in Houston. We've got people in the league who are based in Houston. And we look forward to, to one day, obviously, being in H-Town as well. And it's a, it's a great thing. And, you know, I think right now flag football has really got a great trajectory, right? They've got the Olympics going on. And I think as people see the game and see how wonderful it is and how dynamic it is, I think that's going to be the exciting thing is that basically it's, you know, it's 7-on-7, it's, it's seven seven, you know, minus, minus our interior alignment, but you get all the, the, the great passing, the, the tiptoe catches, all the dynamics that come with watching football as well. So the long plays, we play on a 120-yard field, a traditional field. So it's just like watching traditional football. And yeah. so I think that's going to be the exciting thing. And so, yeah, we got an eight-week season that's going to kick yeah. off in our launch, launch in, in August. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, in April of 24. And then we'll have a championship game that will play be played in Dallas in late June at the Star in Frisco. So we're – Really excited. I I think one of the coolest things for me, and we've seen an event this week on TV, um, or maybe it's the Pro Bowl, but but the female aspect of 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 flag football. I think I think that is really really cool. I've I've heard um, that it's taken off really fast in in terms of females joining and playing and excelling. Uh, What what about what 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 do you have in in terms of talk to us a little bit about the the female aspect? Absolutely. I mean, and that's what you know. That's the great part of the game, I think, and that's what's been over the last ten fifteen years. That's what really has dro- driven the game, right? That the, the growth in both youth and in female uh, female participation. You see in various states where they got teams in the prep in the prep leagues in in Tennessee and in Massachusetts, California, Nevada, and even Texas. You know, they're, they're growing the game, and it, you know, all goes well for us in twenty four. We expect to launch a women's league in twenty five. Oh, and wow. I think that's going to be. And look, that's going to be a game changer, right? Because you know, you, you got players like Diana Flores. I mean, those players are players who are 
the absolute most elite flag football players or football players in yep. the, on the planet. So we're, you know, the upside is high for the women's game. I was yep. joking around. It sounds like this is though very, very serious. Like very. I mean, very we, I mean, you know, I think what people aren't going with, with, you know, a lot of NFL players want to play flag and they will. They're talented enough to do it. But we've got guys who have been playing flag football at an elite level for years, and there are certain things that translate the nuances to the flag game that will have to be learned in order to succeed you know the ability to, to evade a to evade a, uh, a uh, someone pulling the flag and you know dipping down and getting kind of different moves that just aren't you don't still see in traditional ball but we've got some we got some great guys and some you know national team national national uh, team players we've got uh, 32 of our core 32 players 11 of them are on the national team um, we expect big things Tell, tell us where, where people, all our listeners, can go to, to find more information and keep keep tabs on what's going on. Absolutely. Go to AFFL.com, and you can check, you know look at our website, look at our teams, and, and kind of get a sense of the players and get to see all the things we're doing on the flag side. And like I said, the, the future is future's bright for us, and I think the sport's going to just, just take off. Brian, appreciate you joining us. Good Thanks, luck guys. with appreciate everything, you. man. And, Thank uh, you. I'm going to start getting my uh, – Hey. I'm telling you, man, we, we could be a hell look, of a we'll quarterback we'll, combination. Look, we'll, we'll get you up there, man. You got to come up and see if you see us. Well, I need, I need a, uh, a we lower. We better start out in just a little, little lower-level tournament <laughs> and see what we see. <laughs> I mean, them old boy, it's a different game now. I played no, some flag a, football in my time. It don't matter how good you are on the big field, boy. That's a different game no, no, right there now. You, I hear you. Appreciate yeah. you doing this, Brian. Likewise, guys. Yep. Uh, that's appreciate Brian you, man. Cooper. Thanks so much, guys. As we continue rolling on here at the Super Bowl, and this – I first met Brian with with the when he was Roughnecks were in That's town. Right. He, he was very very instrumental in in, uh, in in making that the success that it was. Um, I tell you, it was it was a hell of a hell of a run. It was short, but it was a hell of a run the Roughnecks had in in Houston. So they're, they're coming uh, back though, aren't they? Or, or or some version with the USFL. Yeah, they're, they that, joined that, they that joined that, that the other XFL. league, and yeah, the Roughnecks are a thing. But I'm talking about the original, the, original. the OG Roughnecks, really, baby. Yeah. <laughs> the PJ Walker. Roughnecks. That's Roughnecks, right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, those guys. There we go. Yeah. They would have been the champs. They would have been the right. champs. That's right. All right, man. Have a good one. All right. All right. As we continue rolling here, my man Kyle Turley. <laughs> yes. I'm in here. The, I'm here. In the building right there, man. How you doing, man? I'm great, brother. Thank you all for having me. Appreciate man, we it. Appreciate, we appreciate you jumping us on jumping on with us. Yes, all right, sir. man. We, we got to get you. We got to get you with the uh, the opening question. Okay. You, you ready for this? Yes, sir. I, I, I can't wait to get your thoughts on this. <laughs> I can't wait. You think uh, by the end of this year, Travis Kelsey's going to propose to, to Taylor Swift? God, he better, bro. I mean, <laughs> I, what in the world, man? I'd already had that done. <laughs> <laughs> you, you that already? Oh my lord! Had man. to pop it six or seven times. <laughs> I, I think I just told my wife before I seen him with her. I was like, man, you know, if things keep going the way we're going there. I, you know, Taylor Swift's still available. <laughs> All you got to do is send her a bracelet. Put your phone number on a bracelet. Man, or something, huh? and he's got to make up for missing the Grammys, bro. She showed up to everything, so and he left her alone there with all them creeps let at me, the Grammys, bro. Me, <laughs> let, 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 uh, real quick on this, because our our uh, our, our show, our, our midday show, we're having an argument on that. Like he didn't have a choice in that, right? You got a choice. You can go talk to the coach. I think so. Super it was Bowl. a night. You're Travis the too. You got me, bro. You think? You think please. He, How much money are these guys making right now? If you if net you were, jets, if, <laughs> give me a break, bro. What in it could have been, it could have been West you, Coast and back, huh? Yeah, in, a, were, if, in a few hours. If you were with Mike Martz at the Rams and you just said, "Listen, Mike, I got I, I got to be in L.A. for Sunday yeah. night," and you'd have made that happen. Damn. 
Man, man, oh, look at what the NFL's done with Taylor Swift. Look at what the Chiefs are doing with Taylor Swift. She's taking pictures with the coaches and everybody, and she's doing all And they couldn't give him one night to go support her at the Grammys. Give me a break. Yeah. It's a Super Bowl. What was he doing? Uh, in the, the stadium, answering a bunch of dumbass questions. It's a quick trip. Give me a break, Asking, bro. Answering questions yeah. about her. Exactly. Yeah, I, like I mean, get on the plane. Go support your girl, man. She's make what, another $300 million for the league, they say. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. We were talking about this, too, on the same front, Kyle. Like, we were talking about the, the prices of, of the suites in the stadium and how some people are paying $7, 8000000 million for, yeah. for a suite, right? I mean, we, we immediately went to, well, where in the hell is Taylor going to sit? Right. I mean, they, the league's got to give her a suite, right? <laughs> they better. I mean, man. the money they're making off of her, be, the, the appearances is, is And sick. they keep showing and showing, <laughs> like the kiss, the kiss, the kiss. It's everywhere and everywhere, you know. Uh, Unreal. Right. On the field. For, former NFL uh, offensive lineman Kyle Turley joins us. And I'm, I, I, I am so happy that you're here because this man right here, he, he, we, need, we all need your help. Because he is, he is, I've watched this man who has a great head of hair almost rip <laughs> all of it out. I know, I'm jealous. This year. <laughs> I lost all mine. He's gone. I mean, if, 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 if he would come back every week with the Texans, and they had a hell of a season, and the lack of physicality across this offensive line just kills him. And, I, and, and you played in the league, and you were known for physicality. Is that just something that you're, you're, you're in, or can this group develop it? Because they've got four guys that aren't going anywhere, and they have got to find a way to get that aspect of the game. They're just not moving people. They struggle running the ball. And, and, and Laramie Tunzel leads this group, who's a great offensive lineman and great in terms of pass, passing game. But that is the biggest issue right now on front. When you say, boy, this team lacks physicality, how, how can that be improved? Well, how can that be, period, right? I mean, this is the NFL. You've got, you know, you're one of 1,800 guys in the league if you're in the NFL uh, in the world that get to play this game. So you're a top talent, you know what I mean? But the game has changed when it comes to the line position. And we were talking earlier about a great friend of ours, you know. We were, there's some dogs that, that got to the league, you know. Now it's like real you know, Purdy guys get to the league, it seems, even at the offensive line, defensive line positions, you know. Um, but that was, you know, it, it's all about coaching at the end of the day. I'm available, so, you know, they can hire me. <laughs> right there. There I don't know go. who's talking to the these Vico. dudes, yeah. but they got all the talent in the world in the locker room, yeah. right? And so it's just a messaging situation that seems to be the problem when it comes to issues with anybody, right? It's are we on the same page? And so the coaching situation has to be addressed, period. You know, these players are the, the talent it's there yeah you got the talent especially at the line position well Kyle, we we talked we talked i've talked to a lot of former offensive linemen that that played a lot of football in the league and 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 I, I, one message i hear is obviously i i can't you can't make a guy physical that doesn't have it in his nature right i mean you clearly you had some crazy and some physical in your nature so you're a good combination <laughs> of both but but the, the other thing is is that offensive line play in college and in the league is coached totally different now to where there's a lot of almost techniques that lean towards shielding a guy from from the the play side or the the hole you're trying to attack offensively versus physically grabbing him, manhandling him, pushing him around and ultimately embarrassing him. Whereas yeah. in back in, back in our day and back in your day of playing it was like, "Hey man, I'm just trying to embarrass this cat." 
Well, because we had to war against each other, yeah. you know. So when it came to game time, it was fun. Let's go get after somebody else. They don't even practice today. Yeah. There's no two days. There's no hard practicing. They're all in two point stances. Nobody's putting a hand in the dirt no more, unless you're, you know, a D tackle, uh, pretty much at the end of the day. And um, you know, so there's a soft approach. I think that's just been kind of perpetuated here in the league um, with all the new rule changes. I, I can't be I, the player that I was today. Uh, there's no way I could finish downfield like I used to and just, you know, be just killing people. <laughs> it was like, you know, that, that, that video game on Nintendo, the, the duck hunt. You know? I was like, <laughs> night, night. See you later. Hey, Rod, Rod, this night, is night. Hey, Kyle's a guy. I, I had a, I had crossed paths with Kyle back. He mentioned a good buddy of ours, Jeff Chase, that I played some ball with. And that's how I first met Kyle a long time ago. But we had a conversation, Kyle, about like, OK, here's the Texan situation. We told you like. Is there a guy out there? Because they need a left guard. They need a left guard or a center, one of the two. They, bad. Is there a guard out there that you could bring that guy in and put him in a room with a Laramie Tunsil, highest paid tackle in the game, and, and a coach that clearly for a year has kind of let this, this approach? Can you, is there a guy you can put in that room and that dude change? One dude. One dude change the physicality. And, and we talked about this, Kyle, and, and I'm saying, Ron, there ain't too many of these out there. Yeah. yeah, there's not very many. It's Quentin Nelson. Well, that's the name. Right. Well, because the well, the, there's got to be right. You, it's got to be a guy that plays the game the way y'all played it. Yeah. But then you got to have a level of I don't give a rip, call it crazy, call it whatever you sure. want to where, like, I don't care. Like, it doesn't matter what Larry Tunsil's making. It doesn't matter what the coach allowed. Here's how we're going to do things in this room. Sure. There's just few and far between, right? Yeah, it, it is. I mean, it, it's it's the intangibles, as they call it, right? And uh, is the guy a dog or not, right? But, again, you have the talent level in the NFL. It's, it's there. Yeah. You know, they've gone through a tremendous process to whittle that thing down in their draft picks and the free agent picks and all those things. So there's capable guys in that locker room, you yeah. know. It, it comes down to coaching at the end of the day. I've been coaching for a long time. I've been coaching JUCO. I've been coaching high school. I've been training guys in the off seasons uh, in the, from the pros. They won't give me an O-line job in the NFL to sh- just show Know what it takes to get guys ready, yeah. but it, it's it's a lack of attention. You got these offensive coordinators out there now that aren't even working with the offensive line. Yeah. The offensive line is sitting down at the other end of the field, and they're out there like they're going to go out on a Sunday and play seven on seven. And they're not going against the ones anymore. They're not pushing these guys to go at each other and build that toughness that you need. Yeah. You need to have a guy that is going to be a dog going against a dog that brings out more of a dog in right. that guy. Uh, right, a lot, lot of dogs. Exactly. <laughs> you got to bring that out. It's the NFL. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Real quick. Can you? Exp- I want to hear the because I want to. I want to hear this explanation and see if I could see this with the Texan offensive line. You've said dog multiple times. What is the Kyle Turley definition of a dog? Man, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, like you said, it, it's a guy who's going to finish and, and a guy who's ready. I mean, when you get ready and uh, instead of doing all this, you know, looking around, let's try to fool everybody. Let's do this. Let's throw our hands out there. They're doing all this to the D linemen now. They're allowed to. I'm going, wait, isn't that a false start? Isn't that? No, they, they're able to go in <laughs> two-point stances. They figured out how they can try to trick everybody. And at the end of the day, you got to get down and just play football. That's how you be a dog. And uh, and, and it's, it's mano a mano. It's taking the guy and is finishing that guy all right and 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 if you don't see that then then you don't have dogs if you don't see the finish and what players produce from the minute the in the second the, the ball is snapped to get to where they need to be and then finish 
what they're doing instead of just standing in the way, which is what a lot of linemen, you know, offensive linemen do that you see out there. Most guys just kind of take that first step and just kind of stand there, you know, and they don't finish downfield and they don't get to the next yeah. level. They're not working that backside block, you know. I mean, you can you can go to certain things that, 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 that are keys in the offensive line that have to be accomplished, and that's the backside of the offensive line plays need to be better, right? And you're, you got great blocks on these uh, onsides and all that, and then how did that play get stopped? It's the backside because there's no real attention paid to next level. Getting up to that linebackers, there's all these rules in place to, you know, guys can't get hit away from the play. You can't cut no more. You can't do all these other things. So you got to find a way to get to where you need to be and then just finish, 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 finish. That's the number one thing in coaching that you have to really get into, guys, is that, that thing that I had, that you had, that we had to have back when the game was played the way it was, that you had to finish. Now guys are just kind of, it's like a seven-on-seven yeah. game, and they're just getting in the way, yeah. and they're, you know, some of these guys are just being put there, uh, you know, because they're so big. You know what I mean? I went against that. I was undersized at 6'5", 300 pounds coming out of college. You know, I was undersized lineman. Like, no, man, the best lines that that have ever played were guys around that, even under 300 pounds, that could move because that backside needs to get those blocks. That's how almost every defense makes uh, stops that they need to make, especially in the NFL, is the backside's not getting blocked. They need to have athletic guys that can take that reach step, get through there, come underneath and get up to that next level linebacker. And we got guys that are like almost 400 pounds that can barely move, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Hey, one guy that I know all of our listeners know, uh, and we saw you the last couple of days here on Radio Road, Jim McMahon. Yeah. Um, what, what's the, what's, how's he doing? What's your tie to him? And, and catch us up on what's going on in his world. Yeah, Jim and I, uh, we came together about 15 years ago with a lot of retired player efforts. With We worked with Mike Dicka on. You know, he obviously won a Super Bowl with Coach, and then I was drafted by Coach Dicka. So we came together and these retired player effort things with the Gridiron Greats organization. And the Gridiron Greats organization came about because of all the problems that were had in our community with our uh, retired players and the benefits and all these things that they weren't receiving. So we had to make a lot of noise. And then the cannabis thing came along about five or Jim, almost 10 years after that. And, and so almost 10 years now, we, we've been at this thing. Uh, and then we started our own company together uh, about three years ago called Revenant. And uh, Jim and I just go around. We talk about cannabis. We talk about what it's doing for our lives because, you know, he, he continues to go back to these 85 Barry unions tell me about it. He's the only guy that's even gimping around. You know, you got Mongo's passing right now. Um, hopefully he goes to Hall of Fame today. I don't know if they're announcing any of these things uh, coming up about the Hall of Fame. But, yep. um, yeah, you know. I mean, there, there's uh, such a consequence of playing this game that uh, there has to be the voices that did it and then had this resolution that we've had in cannabis go out and talk about these stories because the league and everybody else is still continuing to try and suppress that information. Um, for what reason, I don't know. It makes no sense to me. And, um, you know, they can call me up tomorrow, and I'll be ready Sunday if, if they want me to prove it. And, <laughs> and, and I'll help any one of these teams win the Super Bowl. Um, but uh, it's real what we've experienced, and it's a, a span of uh, what three decades of football for me Jim McMahon Ricky Williams Evan Britton um, and now you got Calvin Johnson talking about this at the Hall of Fame um, you know Jim and I uh, came together I was a huge fan um, and uh, you know grew up Mormon so BYU of course I had to hear about Jim McMahon my whole life <laughs> my, my dad was a quarterback there so it was like you know of course and uh, had the opportunity to meet him and uh, we, we, we ended up uh, consuming some cannabis together <laughs> and uh, uh, on my tour bus 